Well, hello there. You're listening to We Just Like to Talk. I'm your host, Becky. And I'm Ben. And this is a podcast for easy listening about hard subjects. Today's topic is... Becky and the Boys! Becky, you've been single for about two years now, mm-hmm. uh, which is roughly also a little bit longer than you moved to Montreal. Yep. And for a little bit now, I know that you've been wanting to talk on our podcast about your experiences being single, dating around, um, going on dates, having little flings with guys. Just kind of like I was talking about, you know, my experiences not dating people in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. I love talking to you about your experiences with boys, partly because I don't have those experiences. And so I find it so fascinating. And you're you're very open with me. And I really appreciate that you've placed that honesty and that trust in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also just because I like I like getting that perspective. And I, I love learning about those experiences that you've had. Let's start off with what have you learned? Well, if, if you had to sort of distill it down to one kind of experience, what have you learned in this period of being single? Because this, this has been quite a long time for you to be single, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely the longest stretch that I've been single. Probably since I was like 16 or 17. It's mm-hmm. a long time of not being single. Okay, so I think what I've learned is to make myself happy and not to rely on anybody else for that. Because I think that was kind of always like my default. Like, right. I could only have these amazing moments being in a relationship like I could only travel with a partner and enjoy these like special moments together and also I don't want to say I put my friends sort of like second but I guess I didn't realize like how good I had it until I was like single for a while you found more balance yeah I guess I would say I found more more balance and I value my time alone more. I have like higher expectations for a partner and I'm just not willing to like Mm. settle for anyone. Like even Mm. in those periods of real deep loneliness, I'm still not willing to just settle for someone just because I have those feelings once in a while. Right. The right partner can often enable you to reach new highs, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes... If you're not with the person who's right for you in that moment and you end the relationship and you're single, it gives you that opportunity to uh, strike out on your own and actually like try new things that maybe you didn't want to do before because you were worried about how it would affect your relationship with this other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with all of that. I also think you've been a lot more adventurous, right? Like because mm-hmm. you've been single and because you haven't felt that pressure of like, okay, this guy I'm going to go on a date with, you know, he might be my next boyfriend. Uh, you, you've got to sort of experiment in a way that I don't think you ever really got to uh, outside of being in committed relationships with guys, right? So mm-hmm. 
what what do you find are some of the differences between guys that you flirted with or fooled around with in Thunder Bay versus the guys you've encountered since you moved to Montreal? Ooh. Well, for one thing, there's a lot less diversity in Thunder Bay. So yeah. to me, like when I first moved here, I was like, wow, there's so many unique men different colors from different backgrounds speaking different Mm -hmm. languages so to me that was like the biggest difference at first and then let's say maybe one of the negatives about guys from Montreal is besides that most of them are pretty short (laughs) if they're not from France I would say is that at least like half of them smoke and I think guys in Thunder Bay can be more immature there's definitely the sense that like there's more hillbillies in Thunder Bay not that Montreal doesn't have any it's just I don't think they have as much like there's more like the metropolitan man here maybe not as much as Toronto but there are definitely guys like that yeah you just get a mix I think here versus in Thunder Bay you get a lot of the same types of guys right yeah that makes sense yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I know that in Thunder Bay, but more so in Montreal, you did start making use of dating apps to, and you gave those a, a spin, right? So I think you used Bumble mostly, or is, was that the only one you used? Yeah, that's the only one that I used. Yeah. Okay. So what, what was that like? Okay. So when I first got to Montreal, I was like so down to have a dating app and put myself out there because I didn't know anyone and I was like okay I don't have anything to lose um plus it's it's a good like time filler right so at first you're swiping right on a lot of people because you're like oh these people are so interesting I want to get to know them maybe we'll connect and then you start talking to them and you just realize that, oh, like they've been, maybe they've been on the dating app for too long or like your jokes aren't really landing with them or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting because at first I think I was very open to it. And I did have one or two really great experiences. And then after a while, I was just kind of like, oh, it's kind of the same type of person that it's, that's on here or maybe that I keep picking. And also, I just don't think it's the best way for me personally to meet someone because it's so hard to tell, like, how someone is online versus, like, in real life. Yeah, I was listening to an interview on the CBC radio show Spark recently. They they had a whole episode about how the ways in which we talk have been changed by technology. Mm -hmm. And one of the researchers that they interviewed talked about how if she had to give any advice from her research, it's that you shouldn't text with somebody too long before Mm. you meet them in person Mm -hmm. because so much is lost in written communication. And there's a danger that if you text too much, you'll establish a feeling of intimacy before you really get to know who somebody is. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I remember like one of the very first dates that I went on, I think we texted for maybe like a day and a half and then we're like okay this person seems interesting let's meet up in person and it was like super fantastic and then there are other times when I've messaged with people and maybe I thought it was like okay and then I met them in real life and 
they're kind of a flop, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's so true. You just don't know what you're going to get until you meet them in real life. So going back to what you were saying a bit earlier about how maybe part of the issue with the dating apps was the choices, like who you were choosing, who you were swiping right on. Yeah. Do you think that it's a bit of an issue of like you kind of set up your own filter bubble of like you you think you know what you want and what you're going to like based on the profiles that you're seeing, but it, it eliminates sometimes that possibility that you're just going to sort of run into or meet somebody by chance and, and maybe you're not aware that, that that that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I would say so. I would say that it's just so hard to judge someone based on their profile and like a mm -hmm. couple of pictures that they've taken. Mm -hmm. So I probably didn't give like a lot of people a chance, but you kind of have to be very selective because then otherwise you have like a thousand matches or something crazy. <laughs> Um, so, so let's say Becky's met a hot guy. She's chatted with him. She's into him. She goes mm -hmm. on a date. You meet up with the guy. You're on the date. Mm -hmm. What's something that he does that for you is just like immediate deal breaker or turn off. And you're just like, nope. All right. I think I can say safely say this for most women, including myself. When a guy only talks about himself or like 80% of the conversation is him telling you about his favorite sports team, we lose interest really quickly. So I would say that's like the number one thing because when you go on a date, it's all about assessing like, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Do I like them? Like, are they a good person? So how else are you supposed to know that if you're not asking questions? Right. So yeah. follow up to that. Yeah. The internet has been around for over 20 years now. Why do some guys not know that that is a thing? Because shouldn't <laughs> at this point shouldn't every guy who's out to net a woman just Google how do I talk to girls and shouldn't that advice come up somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. I just think that men are just programmed or taught a different thing hmm. way in life. It's it's very bizarre. I'm trying to think of other things too that maybe are a turn off. Like I think. If I can tell a guy is sexist or maybe makes like a offhanded comment or like a weird joke and he doesn't really know me, that always turns me off. Um, mentions Joe Rogan. Yeah, mentions Joe Rogan. So do you feel like since you moved to Montreal and you've gone on these dates and you've um, flirted with guys, made out with guys, like have you had the same kind of approach and philosophy to this for the entire time you've been there? Or do you feel like you've learned and grown and sort of changed how you operate since then? Oh my gosh, definitely have changed. Like when I first got here, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, there's so much selection and there's so much variety. <laughs> I got sweet. I got savory. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I enjoyed the novelty of it and the newness. Um, so I was a lot more open and I was much more willing to give people a chance. But now that I've been here for a little over a year, and I think it's just like the, the timing of my life right now, I'm just more reserved. And I don't mean I'm mm -hmm. like closed off. I just mean I'm very much focused on, on family and friends and career and podcasting obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
that makes sense. Can you think of anything where it's just like, not that you regret it, but you're just like, ah, oh, you know, I could have handled that better or that didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. Yeah, at the beginning when I was on these dating apps and I would go on a date with a guy and I didn't feel like we fully connected or maybe I felt like something was a bit off, I would usually give them a second chance rather than not. And then my the second date would have just kind of confirmed how I felt on the first date. So mm-hmm. I've just learned to like fully trust my gut now. Instead mm-hmm. of like questioning it and being like, oh, well, maybe, you know, I need to give this person more of a chance and, and see where this goes. But now I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit more like ruthless. All right. You've been warned, men of Montreal. <laughs> when Becky goes back on the prowl, you get one shot. Yeah. Make yep, it count. You get one shot. Absolutely. There are definitely like red flags for me at least that I sort of like look out for or or pay attention to. Some of them being like maybe the guy is insecure or very like jealous. Those are always flags. If the guy is not independent, like if he's constantly messaging you or constantly wanting to hang out, like I need space and I need my own time. Mm-hmm. Any time with my friends, so I don't like when people are clingy. Like, yeah, show me that you like me and want to hang out, but don't be like solely dependent on that. Do your own thing. Or if he like constantly insinuates himself into what you're doing. So if you're like, yeah, I'm just going out with my friends, he's like, oh, cool, I'm gonna join you. Where are you at? Yeah, that's huge. It's like, okay, just let me do my thing. If I invite you, that's totally different, but. Don't just assume that you're like always going to come with me to things. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest turnoff too, is just this like feeling of like desperation or wanting to like hold on to someone. You just got to let people do their thing. And if they want to be with you, they will. So true. I agree with you. And, and even as somebody who doesn't want a romantic partnership, I think it's true for friendship and for all the other types of relationships and love in our life just like love cannot be selfish love has to be selfless and you have to understand this i was telling this to a friend of ours this morning like Mm -hmm. i feel like one of the best things that we can do as adults in our relationships with people is just be a little bit more compassionate and a little bit more flexible and understanding and if somebody can't do something if they cancel on you if they ask you to reschedule as much as it might be unfortunate because you were looking forward to doing something with that person we're all busy and we're all going through stuff and if if i can make that person's life a little bit easier by not guilting them and just saying yeah it's okay Mm -hmm. uh, then i'm going to do it uh and it doesn't mean you have to let people walk all over you it doesn't mean you don't push back and set boundaries but Like you were saying, if somebody loves you and wants to spend time with you, they will. Exactly. I think like the best piece of advice I've ever heard about being in a relationship is that you feel, and again, this can go for friendships too, that you feel a sense of calm, that you don't feel like anxious with this person and you don't feel like you're on this roller coaster ride. And I can't say that I've 
ever felt like calm or like really like secure with any of my past partners because otherwise I would still be with them, right? Okay. I, I know I've been guilty of saying that maybe some of my past boyfriends have been boring and that's why I broke it off with them. And that's, I mean, that's partly true. But I think the underlying theme for all of them is that I've never felt this like steady sense of calm. That doesn't mean you don't have arguments with the person, mm-hmm. but you just, you just didn't argue the same way or there's a lack of communication and all of these factors and you just didn't feel good mm. and right mm-hmm. in that relationship. Okay, um, I've got a couple of questions from a mutual friend of ours. Yeah. So she asks, uh, what do you do if you're interested in someone just you're just interested in somebody how do you start up the conversation okay i think it depends on where you're at like physically like are you at a bar are you at a cafe are you like at a gym like you are on a desert (laughs) island (laughs) so you're sober is what you're telling me (laughs) sure i mean unless you're drinking like fermented coconuts i don't know (laughs) okay Yeah, because I I would say, like, obviously, alcohol lowers your inhibition, and Mm -hmm. it does make it a little bit easier to kind of, like, strike up a conversation. Honestly, I cannot even remember the last time that I just randomly went up to a guy and started to make a conversation. So I'm going to go all from, like, what I would do if I were in that situation. Mm -hmm. I would say just, like, find something, like, common that's going on so maybe you're at a cafe and you're like oh like the the theme here is really cool like what brings you here or right i love the lattes at this place they're so great or i was contemplating talking to a guy at a gym that i go to i don't even know what i was going to say something like hey do you know how to like use this machine do you mind showing me and then so you, you were trying to come up with a pretext yeah, and I haven't done that in so long, and maybe right. that's like... Do you feel a little bit out of practice? Not out of practice, because if I really wanted to do it, I would, but I just have no like desire right now to do it. Do you think it's the same for guys and girls in terms of how you would start up that conversation, or do you feel like there are certain things that girls can do if they're approaching a guy, or guys can do if they're approaching girls but not the other way around. I think that men definitely still like struggle with it because I've asked guy friends or coworkers or roommates or whatever. And I, I sort of ask like, okay, like, do you feel comfortable approaching women or if you're like interested in someone? And the answer is always like kind of the same. Like there's never really like a good opportunity or mm-hmm. I don't really know like what to say. So I feel like both men and women feel like hesitant to do it. I think women could get away with being extra flirty because I don't think it comes off as creepy. Whereas men have to be more careful about that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Because I'm just just thinking about how like sometimes uh, I know that some 
some women will put in like their headphones even if they're not listening to music just because they don't want to be bothered by people right and uh-huh and sometimes guys don't get the message and they don't understand personal space uh our friend also asks so what if you've known somebody for a while and you're kind of interested in pursuing something with them how do you okay. feel them out and get a sense of whether they're also interested i mean these are pretty classic questions but i want becky's take on these you know me i'm a very straightforward person so you never (laughs) i would honestly just it would be like let's say we go for coffee or something or i ask this friend to go for a walk or whatever we're doing we're doing something i would definitely bring it up like i would just say something along the lines of hey i don't know if this, this is how you feel but this is how i feel and then see if they're receptive to it would I be correct in saying you think you sh- sometimes you just need to shoot your shot and whatever happens, happens. And if it doesn't land, it doesn't land, you move on. Yes and no, because I definitely value my friendships, mm-hmm. men and women. So I would be very hesitant to like, I don't want to say like mess it up, but kind of like right. paint it a little bit. So I don't know if you have like really, really strong feelings for the person and you just like can't let it go or you have like a hard time hanging out with them as friends, then yeah, maybe do something about it. And worst case scenario, they say they're not interested. Then you move on. You know. One more question from our friend was just in general, like how do you communicate what you're looking for in terms of the nature of your relationship with somebody? So in your particular case, you know that at this point you're not looking for a stable committed boyfriend right now you're just looking to go on some dates and have fun mm-hmm. with some guys mm-hmm. how do you tell them that and make sure that there's not going to be any hard feelings or misunderstandings down the line mm-hmm. um you gotta stroke the ego <laughs> is that all you stroke <laughs> no comment yeah you gotta like you gotta boost them up a bit and you gotta say like i love hanging out with you i have so much fun don't put a butt in there, but just say something like, um, I want to be very clear about my expectations and I'd like you to be as well. So this is what I would like. Are you suggesting that honesty and transparency <laughs> are good things? 1000%. Huh. So just... I shouldn't lie to somebody <laughs> in an attempt to keep them around. <laughs> Exactly. It sounds so easy, but it's just like, how how can you expect someone to read your mind, right? Yes, that's a good point. And I, you say you say it sounds so easy, and yes, you're right. And I, I think that the hard part when it comes to relationships is you know what the right thing is to do, but if you do the right thing, you know it may backfire on you in terms of like not result in what you want. Mm-hmm. I think another large part of it too is like, you want to, you're trying to avoid those uncomfortable emotions of like, Mm -hmm. not necessarily confronting someone, but saying something that might either hurt them or that they disagree with. Let them down. Yeah, let them down or not being on like the same page as them and then having to deal with that too. Mm -hmm. And, but I think we just build it up so much. It's like, we build it up, we build it up, we think about it about those uncomfortable emotions and then when we actually do it we're like oh wow that was actually so much easier and like why did i make that such a big deal in my head i mean we we have a whole tv franchise about 
going on dates with a bunch of eligible people and then giving them roses at the end if you don't want to cut them off the show, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. this whole big thing of like either you've succeeded or you failed, and mm-hmm. maybe there needs to be that middle ground. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, just maybe to close things off, unless you've got anything else you want to say, uh, I'm just curious. So, like, going into kind of your your second year now in Montreal, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And a, a third year of being single, or sorry, no, yeah, third year of being single. What kinds of goals do you have for yourself right now in terms of what you would like to do or explore uh, mm-hmm. in the dating scene? Like, are there particular things that you haven't done, particular activities you want to go on for dates? So one thing I would like to do is to either like meet or go on dates with a wider diversity of men. Also, I'm very interested in older men not like super old i I want to make that clear right but just you know like a couple like at least a couple of years older because i've only ever gone on dates with like you know maybe they're like two or three years older than me but i mean like but i no, i get what you're saying because you also have the the particular issue of you Everybody always guesses that you're much younger than you actually are, mm-hmm. you, right? You look very youthful, which is a nice problem to have, I think. But uh, it means that typically, I think, you tend to attract younger guys, right? They assume mm-hmm. that you are the same age as them. So suddenly you have these, like, 23-year-olds approaching you. And you're like, um, I'm out of university and have been for several years. Mm-hmm. It's like, I would like a guy that is out of his parents' place and has a job, <laughs> But, you know, yeah, there's definitely, there was something in me before that was attracted to younger guys because maybe it was like the eagerness or, you know, maybe they weren't tainted by life or something. (laughs) Sure. Uh, And speaking of that that eagerness and stuff, one other question I, I remember I have now is since you're somebody who is intentionally putting yourself out there on social media, especially Instagram, how do you feel about guys who just like find you somehow on Instagram, follow you and then slide into your DMs and they're just saying stuff to you and chatting you up? It depends what they say. Like if it's like vulgar or whatever, I'm just kind of like, ugh, that's disgusting. And then I delete it. But you know, if they're like, oh, you're attractive. That's a really nice photo. I don't know. Part of me is like flattered. It's like, thanks. Mm -hmm. Like you took the time to kind of say that. But also another part of me is like, but would you ever say that to my face? Like whether it's good or bad, would you, or do you just have like, I'll put this in quotes, balls because you're behind a screen Mm -hmm. or would you actually like man up and like say that to my face as well? Well, Becky, I hope that your experiences with boys in various forms uh, continue to be enlightening and entertaining. I certainly think I'll continue to be entertained every time you call me afterwards. <laughs> and I love being your entertainment, Ben. Yeah, so. loving vicariously through you. <laughs> uh, you're um, one guy that I'm going to keep around for sure. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, and right back at you. Um, so speaking of living vicariously, if any of our listeners maybe have more questions for you, because this is now the Boys Advice Podcast, um, mm. how can they contact you? Please, Listeners, please don't send your questions to me. 
Although you have called me your relationship guru in the past, which I think is hilariously mm-hmm. ironic. Um, <laughs> listeners, don't send your relationship questions to me. Please send them to Becky, care of uh, where Where can they find us? So you guys can email us at wejustliketotalk at gmail.com. You can find our website at www.wejustliketotalk.com. And for podcasts, it's anywhere you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And tell everybody else about us, please. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever slid into a guy's DMs uninvited? I plead the fifth.